Greetings, gentle listeners. If you enjoy this podcast, you may also like Brosé, a mirthy talk show starring four bros who sip wine and consider questions submitted by you, the audience, about current events, pop culture, and which Muppet you should get tattooed on your back. Subscribe to Brosé wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-R-O-S-E. Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. What does Cynthia Rothrock have to do with the brazen bull? Has science finally found a cure for exercise? What's the biggest turd in the UK? Not so fast, Andrew. No, thank you, Turkish. I'm sweet enough. Fat magnets? How the fuck do they work? The answers to these questions plus sports, emotional weather, and stayed up, that's tonight on Person in Person. Good evening, wherever you are, whoever you are, and welcome to Person in Person. I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. No relation! None at all. We're not even the same species, weirdly enough. Person in Person is a news show for people who don't like news shows by people of two different species who don't like news shows. And this is the season two finale. We did 17 for the first season, we figure 18 for the second, and it's a good time to take a break. Yeah, we're just going to take a couple weeks off, and um, we're going to relax, we're going to retool, so things might sound a little bit different uh, going forward into season three. We're not going to, you know, make any huge changes. It's still going to be a news show by two professional journalists doing news, but... um, (laughs) You know, might change the presentation a little bit. Yeah, no one's out to reinvent the wheel or anything. But, you know, every once in a while, it's good to take a break and uh, visit things freshly and and see what you can can fine-tune. Absolutely. Let's get into tonight's story beats. All right. Radioactive wild boars have taken over the Fukushima exclusion zone, but scientists say they have a solution as they prepare to rouse Gojira from his slumber. An Austrian man was surprised by the feeling of a sharp pinch after sitting down on his toilet. It turns out he'd been bitten by his neighbor's pet python. When asked for comment, the man said, Enough is enough. I've had it with these motherfucking snakes in this motherfucking bidet. Scientists also say that gray hair caused by stress can be reversed if the stress is eliminated. They're now working to see if there's any way, any way at all, to eliminate stress. Kiefer Sutherland's gardener's equipment was burglarized from his home. About $1,500 in equipment was stolen all told. No word yet on whether CTU will get involved, but this could set off a whole day of increasingly ridiculous action. And just like real life, every single hour will end with a cliffhanger. A bronze statue of Elon Musk was unveiled in Manhattan to widespread mockery, planted there by investing website public.com. Many people have said they plan to deface it, But be careful, because it will explode the first time they try to update the firmware. Convicted serial sex predator Bill Cosby has now been released from prison because of a technicality mishandled by prosecutors. This is not an exoneration, unlike the roughly 2,500 exonerations and overturned wrongful convictions that have happened in the country since 1989, and the thousands or perhaps tens of thousands more waiting in the wings. The joke in this story beat is the idea that our legal system works in any real sense, and to be honest, it's not very funny. No, indeed. All right, enough about the news. Let's move on to main news. So I want to prepare our listeners. This next story is a little bit gruesome, more so than other content we've covered on Person in Person. If you don't have a stomach for such things, this is your warning to skip ahead 10 minutes or so, because we're going to get into it, but... Uh, The brazen bull is perhaps the most awful and ingenious execution device ever conceived. Constructed in ancient Greece by the tyrant Phalaris, the bull was roughly the size and shape of a real bull cast in bronze. The bull had a door on one side, and the condemned were locked inside the bull, where a fire was lit underneath. So they'd slowly roast to death inside this brass contraption obviously a horrific way to die, but that's not it. The condemned would inevitably struggle to breathe, and the only way to do so was through an apparatus that connected to the brass bull's mouth. 
and worked like a horn, transforming their screams into a reasonable facsimile of the actual sounds of a bull. According to legend, the device was built by a Greek named Perilos, who thought he would receive a ward for its construction. Instead, he was asked to demonstrate how the horn inside would work by Phalaris, when who then locked the, its architect inside while he was demonstrating and gave the brazen bull a live field test. Before Perilos could die, he was freed from the device and then taken to the top of a hill and thrown off. In a fun bit of irony, Phalaris himself was reported to have been killed by the brazen bull when he was overthrown by Telemachus. But what does that have to do with... Cynthia Rothrock. But before I get to Cynthia Rothrock, I do have just one question for you about the brazen bull, Gene. Sure. Would, do you think it's fair to say that in ancient Greece, beef grills you? <laughs> Gotta love a good Yakov Shmirnov bit. I look for him everywhere I go. I beautiful mind that shit. I love it. Yeah. I need it. But yeah, but yeah. So that's that's what we're saying. In ancient Greece, beef grills you. Yeah. But no, Cynthia Rothrock. To return to the subject of Cynthia Rothrock, martial artist, actress, queen of the Hong Kong action scene in the eighties and nineties. Not the only queen of the eighties and nineties Hong Kong action scene. Obviously, we couldn't forget the queen Michelle Yeoh among others. But um, Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, was almost unique at the time uh, for being a Midwestern white lady. Uh, but she was yeah. not. And you see this sometimes in, in martial arts action movies these days. There's this random European hottie who's like a super baddie. She's like the second level baddie, the Darth Vader before you get to the Emperor. But um, right. Cynthia Rothrock was not just eye candy, although she was quite an attractive lady. She's also an incredibly accomplished fighter. She's a five-time world champion in forms and weapons. She has seven black belts, of which she's eighth-level Dan Grandmaster in five, and she is undefeated in competition. So she's basically Chuck Norris, but cute. And mm -hmm. as an actress, like, listen, you know, she's not Judy Dench, but these movies aren't Shakespeare. Um, in fact, right. I would go so far as to say is most of them are bad. Um, I, I tried the other night to watch Undefeatable, which is the first mm -hmm. Cynthia Rothrock movie that I ever saw. It's, mm -hmm. it's so bad that it's hard to believe. Um, oh, really? But the, the action scenes are incredible. And because that was sort of my first reaction the first time I saw this movie was I was like, this movie's ridiculous, but like, who's that woman? She's amazing. She moves right. like a devil. Well, the only other thing that I wanted to say, and I can talk about this forever, so feel free to cut me off anytime. But the other thing mm -hmm. that I want to say, really, is that in terms of in terms of her abilities, she's equal to, if not better than, any action star you've ever seen in your life. The only reason she wasn't an action megastar in the 80s and 90s is that she's a woman. Right. So... That sucks, but yeah, she well, rules. I, I felt you like can she, watch her movies today. She was very talented, and I've seen her give fairly decent performances. Yeah, it may not be, you know, she may not be. She it may not be like a Sigourney Weaver level performance, but but Sigourney Weaver is not also extremely talented in martial arts. At least not that I know. Of. Right, Judy Judy Dench doesn't have even a single black belt that I'm aware of. Right, right. So, and, and you know, so my dad was a really big fan of bad martial arts movies, and so that was a you know a big part of the 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 media that I took in when I was growing up. So you know, I I know the Cynthia Rothrocks and the Don the Dragon Wilsons and the Michael Dudikoffs. You know, um, I think that she's maybe the best of that bunch. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's a better martial artist than any martial artist that you can name that was a big time action star in the eighties or nineties. She's certainly a better actor than Steven Seagal. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, it's not, it's, it's not close. I mean, throw um, a rock. <laughs> right. Whatever that rock hits is a better actor than Steven Seagal. And possibly a better martial artist. 
<laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not as as uh, keen on Aikido, so I can't speak to, like, is that good Aikido or not? I have no idea. I have no yeah. way of judging. But, um, you know, she should have been an action megastar. Um, but, I mean, you know, she's still kicking, so to speak. She's, uh, she's a martial arts instructor now, 67, still looks dynamite. Hmm. Good for her. Hell yeah. But how does that connect to the Brazen Bull? Yeah, that's going to be a hard match. So, yeah. so if anybody you know, needed further proof that we don't coordinate these. Yeah. <laughs> so at its core, um, torture as, as an instrument of eliciting confessions or punishment um, was, was always designed not necessarily to be painful to the person that's receiving it so much as to scare the shit out of them to intimidate. Hmm. See, whereas I would say if you came up to Cynthia Rothrock on the street, your first reaction would not be intimidation. She's not physically intimidating. She's quite petite. Um, she's, she's very blonde and sort of, sort of Hillary Duff looking. She's like the Hillary Duff of martial arts. Right. But here's the thing, you know, a statue of a bull it's immobile. It's not super intimidating by itself necessarily either. It's once you show what it can do that the real fear starts. Mm, that's true. And and you know what, though? When when push comes to shove, Cynthia Rothrock can also dish out the punishment. Right. We've seen it. She'll kick you through a fish tank. She don't care. Right. <laughs> so So there's one potential connection. Um, now, but we've never seen Cynthia Rothrock used as an instrument of tyranny, though. She is that's always true. on the side of the underdog. Not necessarily. She did play a bad guy in... It, it was a movie with Corey Haim. Fast Getaway was the name. Fast? No, never saw Fast Getaway. I will have to see if I can find that bad boy on... Uh, did you know that there is a subscription TV service or streaming service that you can get um, that's pretty much just for Hong Kong action movies? No, that's remarkable and not necessarily surprising given how many of these things are popping up. Yeah, well, um, they got Streaming services, I mean, not action movies. They got two different... Oh, and there's a Fast Getaway 2? Yeah. But it looks, yeah. It looks like she's, she's maybe on Corey Haim's side on this one because... They're both on the poster together. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, well, I haven't poster... seen the sequel, but I, re I remembered the first one. Cause it, I think that was the first film I ever saw her in. And I was like, this lady kicks ass and she's also very attractive. Yeah, no, she's dynamite. Like if, if her career had started today instead of 40 years ago, mm -hmm. she would be a superstar. Be a superstar. Yeah. The, yeah, she'd be a bigger superstar than Molly Shannon, if you can even imagine. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Is Molly Shannon a superstar? I mean, she's very talented. She's very funny. But if she's she in the superstar? movie Superstar, that was the joke that I was making. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> but she's, yeah, no, she, well, she would be a bigger star. No, I don't want to like, throw shade at Molly Shannon. I think Molly Shannon's funny. I think she's wonderful. I think Mary Catherine Gallagher is certainly a superstar. I have a, I have a, are Molly Shannon and Michael Shannon related? Sub question. Should they be? <laughs> I don't know, but that is a, that it is an interesting poser. Thanks for uh, tossing that one out. I'm going to have to deflect until I have an answer. Now. So we know that, um, we know that Cynthia Rothrock is still around. But the mm -hmm. Brazen Bull is still around, too, in a way. In a way, yeah. I mean, if you look at uh, Wall Street, they got they got their own Brazen Bull. Right. And, it's, and it's, it's, in fact, sort of patterned after the same kind of deal. I mean, you can't right. roast someone alive inside it because it doesn't have a, a door, but it is... I mean... It's modeled means... after a Greek bull, so... Right. And, and I, I think, you know, obviously the, the bull on the stock market is connected to the worship of Mithras. 
um, mm-hmm. which they all do in the Illuminati. So uh, maybe that's a connection. I don't know. Sure. Sure. But if if we had the Brazen Bull today, I think the Brazen Bull would be a big hit, just like Cynthia Rothrock. Right. We, right. That would be the kind the... of thing like people would buy tickets for that. Well, I thought I'd point out that like not only is it still around today in a conceptual sense, the brazen bull as a torture device lasted for a really long time. There was documentation of it being used until about the time that Constantine took over the Roman Empire. So it had some longevity. Yeah, you got to figure it's basically just like a like a big metal cauldron shaped like a bull. Those things will last forever if you clean them. Yeah. So I could see that still working just like Cynthia Rothrock movies. They still hold up. Right. As long as you keep the discs clean so you don't get any (laughs) fingerprints or stuff on your DVDs. Yeah. Remember to use your head cleaner on your VCR because I bet you a lot of these did not actually make it to DVD. I'm so happy we live in a world without tracking controls now. You know, you got to admit, like, the VCR was kind of a shit piece of technology. It really was. And we should have all been using Betamax anyway. That's why in, you know, professional video environments, they did keep using Betamax because it was better. Mm-hmm. But um, it just wasn't cheaper. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, of course, was that the porn industry went with VHS and right. porn was like the main reason people got VCRs because it's like, oh, I need to watch movies at home for reasons now. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I, I don't know. Do you do you feel like we've we've uh, tied this together well enough or do you want to do you want to keep I mean, going at this? No, but I don't think we're going to do any better. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, here's another here's another thought. Much like Cynthia Rothrock. Um, because the bull forced people to scream through its series of tubes, it, uh, over over the time of its use, ended up with a number of belts. Because they were belting out tones. Okay, okay, this is good, this is good. I like this a lot. They, they were, they were, they, he was racking up belts in screams, she was racking up belts mm-hmm. in kung fu competitions. Right. Right. So also, um, the the bowl was constructed by a guy named Paralos, and I'm I'm assuming the making of Cynthia Rothrock, as you know, the martial arts queen that she is, was quite perilous. Oh yeah, I mean, there's like, there's no OSHA in Hong Kong cinema. Like you're gonna get hurt for real. So. Right. So. I so yeah I, a, I bet a, that there was quite a, pun a bit of connection. There. <laughs> so well, pun connections are the best connections. I mean, I think this show proves it. I mean, it, it depends on if you're consulting with Richie from the Brose podcast because he had had mentioned that he's not a fan of the puns. Yeah, when people say that though, I mean, they're lying, right? Like yeah. deep down it, in it, their hearts, everybody kind of, loves puns. It is kind of a bunch of bull. A bunch of brazen bull. Yeah, he well, he was pretty brazen to make that claim. So yeah, I think that's brazen bull, and I think it brings it right back. All right, let's move on to breaking news. We did it again, undefeatable. Yep. Woo! Okie dokie. So this is kind of um, an unusual one, and I've lost my place in my notes because we were talking about other stuff for a minute. So let me. No, don't be sorry. Like, this is the show. This is how we do it. We just, you know. <laughs> I but, feel like uh, that, 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 that trying to connect these these two things in particular led to some pretty entertaining audio, I hope. And, and that's the best we can hope for is a good digression. Like, if there were actual right. conceptual connections between these things, that would be boring. Because, listen, you're not morons. You've probably seen it if there actually is one. Right. So, you know, we, we're, we're just having fun here, folks. Relax. Everybody yeah. calm down. It's the 90s. 23 <laughs> skinny. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> All right. So this is actually an interesting bit of synchronicity 
with the fist story that you covered from last week. Uh, yeah. Now this is this is also really this is real and very cool. Uh, researchers at the University of Colorado have found that if you do high resistance inspiratory muscle strength training, IMST for short, what that is is essentially there's this little gadget that looks just like an inhaler, and you try to breathe in while it is using a fan to try and suck the air out of your lungs. So you're you're facing resistance from this thing as you're breathing in. If you do this for five minutes a day, it does as much for your vascular health as 30 minutes of daily cardio. Holy shit. Yes. That is amazing. Well, and the thing is, is they've used this machine on the low and medium settings for people with respiratory ailments to try and, you know, build up their inspiratory strength. They've used this uh -huh. since the 80s. And these guys thought, well, if it's just about breathing, maybe it'll help these people lower their blood pressure. They had a, a group of people with um, moderately high blood pressure in the ages of 50 to 79. So that, you know, they haven't tested it on everybody in the world yet. But what mm -hmm. they found is that the people that did this for six weeks, if you did five minutes a day for six weeks, they had lower blood pressure, reduced systemic inflammation, improved arterial health. Wow. And al although in the short time that they did this, they didn't see uh, any reduction in hardening of the arteries, but we can reasonably expect that if they kept doing it, that they mm -hmm. would see that too. So that's also going to lower their risk of heart disease and stroke and stuff. Wow, so that's incredible. It's amazing. Well, and here's the best part. Wait, that's kind there's of out of more. Left field. Okay, know. let's listen. It's, it's a total, um, you know, it's like the discovery of champagne. Right. You know, right. One of these, one of these things, that, or Viagra for that matter. Sure. Where, you know, you're testing a thing and then you're like, holy shit, really? Wow, this really works. But here's the, the coolest part. 95% of the participants in the study actually did manage to keep doing it every day and nobody dropped out. So you have, wow. have 95% adherence to this regimen versus fewer than 5% of adults can be uh -huh. persuaded to keep doing daily 30-minute cardio. Right. I mean, I'm not going to fucking do it. I, and, and that's the thing. It's like, this is probably not as good as actually doing the cardio. But yeah, I don't, if, I don't, I don't get so high as to do 30 minutes of cardio. I, I can be persuaded to go as high as like Cardi B. But oh, when you get no. into Cardi C, Cardi D. Ah, uh, fuck. You're going to need to report to HR for your termination. Okay. Um, the, they'll do the exit interview and, you know, we'll have security escort you out. Just, you know, not because we don't like you or anything, just for security. We've got a lot of sensitive material here at Person in Person Studios where we both record in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I hate to see you go. Um, folks, if you're listening, if you feel like you've got the stuff, um, send your audition tape to, well, I guess they should probably send it to you, right? Because you'll be like interviewing your own replacement. Well, I mean, I'm going to still probably be the only one editing and putting together the show. <laughs> right. I am still going to need you to edit the show and upload it. <laughs> okay. And and post stuff on the website, please, because I don't like to do that either. Okay. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is, like, it's probably not as good as the cardio. But right. if, if doing exercise is physically difficult or impractical for you, as it is for a lot of people, especially as you get older, or if you just know in your heart that there is never going to come a day when you're actually going to start doing cardio every day. Right. I, i.e. if you're like me and more than 95% of the population, this is something that you should be doing. And presumably everyone could benefit from this. Right. If this... If this was uh, an element of personal care that became as basic and fundamental as brushing your teeth, then the impacts on our overall health, on everybody's health, would be mm -hmm. huge. Yeah, I mean, we might actually see 
you know, some some very different, uh, you know, top killers out there. Right. If, if I we're mean, talking about like improvement of vascular health, you know, heart attack, heart disease, those are like pretty much the biggest guns in the room. Yeah, that's number one. Like you'll finally get a chance to be, you know, run over by an incel in a pickup truck. Right. That's which that's going to be th- move into the number one spot finally. Yay! All <laughs> right, we did oh. it, America. <laughs> the dream is real. All right, but yeah, no joke. I'm I'm going to talk to my doctor about IMST based on this study. Mm-hmm. Uh, see what she says, and I don't know. Do that too, I guess. So so is it an acronym for anything? Because I missed if uh, that's oh yes. For something. It stands for Inspiratory Muscle Strength Training. Yeah, okay. I was oh, trying to make a joke out of the acronym. Missed? Right missed? Yeah, I, I got the joke a second too late. I apologize. No, I missed. Okay, uh, we, all we, right. No. We gotta stop this. You've yeah, already yeah. been fired for a pun today. You well, trying to get you know, double fired? Double firing isn't a thing. Sure I it guess, is. I guess unless you're holding a double barrel shotgun. All right. A different kind of closure hit the house of uh, Terrible Madness, a popular pub in York, England. They were forced to close due to, and I'm quoting the article here, the largest turd blockage we've ever had. Apparently, the massive deuce clogged the pipes and caused a na- nasty backup. The account for Trembling Madness announced that the blockage was now clear and reminded follow- followers to eat their veggies. The House of Trembling Madness is a pub with a mostly favorable reputation specializing in craft beers, which sounds downright Oregonian. The name Trembling Madness sounds like English, but it isn't. It's actually an ancient dialect of Gaelic that roughly translates to Skid Rock's Honky Tonk Rock and Roll Steakhouse. Fun bit of trivia. It's a shorter one, this story. I was torn between this and another more gruesome story, ultimately because my main news story was so horrific... I landed on this one, which was my number two choice. In related news, a British Airways flight from Heathrow to Dubai was forced to turn around and land because someone let an extremely smelly poo go in one of the bathrooms. This wasn't just an issue of smell, which was described as quite pungent. When at pressure, the air in the cabin is recycled, and if that air is flooded with too much bacteria, you're just breathing in toxins over and over and over. So the decision to cancel the flight and turn around was in the interest of public safety. We've been warned about bombs on planes for a long time, but the real bombs were inside us all along. And the worst part is everybody on the plane knows that you were the guy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All heads turn in one direction. The shame. I mean, could you even imagine? But the other thing I will say, the other thing that jumped out at me about your pair of stories here uh-huh. Is that if there was a pub called the House of Trembling Madness in my neighborhood and it shut down, I would starve because I wouldn't want to go anywhere else. Right. It's such a great name. <laughs> I it do really want to know what they serve there because uh-huh. if that's what's happening to their toilets, I don't right. know, man. Well, and bear in mind, this is in York, England. So the food may be a little more of the food crime variety. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of quintessential Northern dishes are the kind of thing that you would expect to block up a toilet pretty good. Right. But I mean, it even so, if it's like, what do you guys want to do tonight? Do you want to go to Applebee's or do you want to go to the house of trembling madness? <laughs> right. It was such a cool name that I had to throw the uh, the Kid Rock joke in there. I mean, yeah, that's that's got to be that's got to be what Kid Rock was going. That's what Rocky Tonk is all about, right? Trembling yeah, yeah, it was madness. the antithesis. It was it, it, the House of Trembling Madness is the antithesis of Kid Rock's honky tonk rock and roll steakhouse. Vincent Price ass name. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, folks, let's move on to sports. All right. Now, before we begin, as a caveat, I do want to say this is technically a sport. 
It doesn't mean you have to like it and it doesn't mean you have to respect it. But competitive eating does require conditioning, practice, technique. It has rules and a governing body. It's got everything that a sport has. It just kind of sucks. And if there's one thing that we've learned from doing this segment for almost a year, not all sports are good, but mm-hmm. we got we still got to learn about them. I mention it this week because uh, Joey Chestnut, uh, our own American hero, has beat his own world record for hot dogs, scarfing 76 in 10 minutes. Wow. Although, uh, yeah, now, nah, well, and it's like, I remember when they broke 50 and it was like a big deal and they thought that that was a physical limit. And I don't know what the actual physical limit of hot dogs you can stuff in a human body is, but I know it's more than 76 and that scares me. Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. Now, the the other thing that was uh, funny about the hot dog eating championships this year was that ESPN completely fucked up. Um, in the middle of this live event, uh, they cut to commercial several times and then right before the end, before the end of time, at his moment of triumph, they just cut to black oh, for really? like a really <laughs> long time. It was like the end of The Sopranos. <laughs> You know, where it's like, you've had this rollicking drama for all this time. And then, no, you know what? You figure out what it means. Yeah, don't stop. Yeah, don't stop believing. So, I mean, I guess we don't even know for sure that Joey Chestnut did eat the hot dogs or did he get killed? Like, what happened? We do know one thing for sure. He took a midnight train going anywhere. (laughs) And that train was just a bunch of hot dogs. (laughs) So... I'm going to tell a funny, funny story about that song because you just brought up The Sopranos and it triggered that. You, you brought up that song. Um, so, you know, I watch a lot of hockey, right? And mm-hmm. every time the San Jose Sharks were in a playoff series with the Detroit Red Wings, that song would feature prominently if the Sharks were ahead, which is really oh, funny to me because that song is about I mean, it does mention a city boy born and raised in South Detroit taking a train going literally anywhere else. That's the point of the song. He's like, I have to believe that there is something better than Detroit. Right. That's what that song's fucking about. (laughs) And so I always found that super amusing, and I just thought I'd mention it. All right, let's let's get back to the competitive eating. Sorry to de- derail. I mean, the, well, the, the only last point that I want to make is, yes, competitive eating is wasteful, decadent, and repulsive. But is it any more wasteful, decadent, and repulsive than golf? Absolutely which is indisputably not. a sport. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, golf is definitely a sport. There are geniuses of golf. And, you know, you it might pain you to hear it, but Joey Chestnut is a genius of eating hot dogs. And we should celebrate that for whatever it's worth. So congratulations. We're proud of you, I guess. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on to the emotional weather. This week's emotional weather uh, is what the here, son of a bench and holy forking shirt balls. Uh, my story for what the here. An abnormally large cluster of earthquakes hit Yellowstone last month, which could be a sign of increased activity in the Yellowstone supervolcano. We're just outside of the instant kill zone here in Oregon, which means we're more likely to be drowned in ash than incinerated. Damn, I'm supposed to make this funny, huh? Uh, something, something, picnic basket. Well, that's going to be quite a big boo-boo if we're all killed by the super volcano. Hey, boo-boo buddy. All right. All right. For my what the here weather... And I apologize in advance uh, because this is a downer. Uh, I want to talk to you about the Champlain Tower South uh, building, the condo building in Miami that collapsed. Uh, At the time that I wrote this uh, the other day, there were still 117 people missing in the rubble. And given the fact that they demolished the building, we can be pretty sure what condition they'll be found in if they are found at all. 
-hmm. So the only thing that remains to be seen, really, is if anyone in a position of power who can stop this kind of thing from happening will actually give a shit, or if we'll just do what we did with COVID and gun violence and every other godforsaken thing in this shithole country, and just accept buildings collapsing as a thing that happens sometimes. What could anybody possibly do? So, sorry for bringing down the mood, but... That's what I'm saying. What the here? This is hell. Son of a bench. Scammers have apparently given thousands of uh, citizens of India fake COVID shots, injecting them instead with saline. Seriously, anyone who does that is an absolute fucker, especially given that people who have been vaccinated tend to loosen up on wearing masks and other precautions. It's really messed up. I mean, it could have been worse, though. They could have been injecting them with bleach. Or sunlight. Right. You don't want to get injected with sunlight. No, that's how they got Dracula. Yep. And the gremlins. About what? And the gremlins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. R.I.P. gremlins. Uh, you know, anytime and I, anytime I can bring the gremlins up on this show, it, it needs to be done. I love gremlins. I genuinely do. The fact that we only got two gremlins movies and we have like 12 Fast and the Furious movies. That is why God oh, has turned his back on this country. Well, okay, but the thing the Fast and Furious, I don't know if you follow meme culture at all, but the thing the Fast and Furious films have that Gremlins doesn't is family. <laughs> I have, I have, I, I've only <laughs> seen the first one of those movies and I thought it was dumb as hell and I didn't watch the other ones. But yeah. from what I understand, yes, the movies are about family. <laughs> but I mean, so's Gremlins. It's about the Peltzer family. Yeah, I know. I and know. their neighbor, Mr. Futterman. Oh, good old Mr. Futterman. One of these days, we are going to talk about Dick Miller in Maine News. Like, I okay. I almost did him last week, actually. And then, and I can't even remember what I talked about last week. So, I guess I should just talk about Dick Miller instead. But All anyhow, right. uh, for my son of a bench weather, I want to salute one of the biggest sons of benches of the 20th and 21st century, Donald Rumsfeld is dead. But alas, just now, just the once, and not the half million or so times it would take to square his karmic debt. But on the mm -hmm. bright side, now he knows the unknown unknowns. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's pretty delicious. All right, holy forking shirt balls. A neighborhood in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Red Stick, if you're nasty has seen an explosion in the local population of ducks, which have uh, all but taken over the streets. While at first a little novel, the novelty faded soon, and pretty much everyone there considers it a huge nuisance at this point. What do you want to bet one or more of the locals was feeding the ducks? Anyway, they're quite persistent apparently, but haven't started uh, attacking residents. Still, it's a ticking quack. It's a quacking clock. It's a quacking quack. That's what it is. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Now, I have a question for you about that. What is the what sure. is the number do you think that it goes from cute to annoying to scary? Uh, um I think I think cute is a duck. Uh-huh. Or maybe like or or like or like five ducklings. Fewer than 10 ducks, certainly. Yeah. I think you know, it depends on how many people we're talking about, too. If it's just one person staring down 10 ducks, that can get a little intimidating. I could take 10 ducks. I mean, I'm not saying I couldn't take 10 ducks. I'm just saying it would not be as easy as taking down one duck. No, absolutely not. But but how many how many ducks before the challenge becomes insurmountable is the real question. Right. When there starts to be a real question, you know. Right. Right. Like, so, so you're, you're, you're staring down... Let's say, you know, like 900 ducks. Oh, that's... Can you even picture 900 ducks? That's way too many. That's way too many. I'm thinking like a platoon of ducks, like 20 to 50 ducks. If they were all kind of... Okay. If if they like made like a semicircle in front of me, like, hey, where are you going? I, w I would be Well, the number we were scared. talking about... The number we were talking about in this story was around 76. That's more than enough ducks. That's plenty That's, of ducks. I don't know how many ducks it's going to take to take me down, but it's fewer than 76. Probably. 
I mean, just the weight of them. I mean, how much does a duck weigh? Like a pound? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much a duck actually weighs. Right. But I just found an odd, odd coincidence. If we're talking 76 ducks, 76 hot dogs. Oh. Huh. I don't know what it means. These little synchronicities. Yeah. Yeah, I don't That's know. That's the thing. is, I feel like the universe is trying to tell us something, but god damned <laughs> if I know what. All right. I need 76 hot dogs to bribe the ducks with i mean if you did have maybe just 76 hot dog buns he eats the 76 hot dogs you're left with 76 buns you can then use that bread to bribe the ducks to get past them so that you can get to the promised land well technically uh for competitive purposes you do have to eat the buns as well is that why the ducks Fuck. are mad though my whole is that why the ducks are mad because they wanted those buns no, the ducks are mad because you ate their bread right Damn it, chestnut. They didn't even see the hot dogs. They just saw like a huge pile of bread and they were like, right. Gimme. Yeah. So uh, how about your story for holy freaking shirt? Balls? All right. Well, this one is not as terrifying as the ducks. So you're welcome. Although it is plenty terrifying. So buckle up. A 40 year old British man has become the first in medical history to break his penis lengthwise while having sex. Now, oh, wow. Lengthwise. Yes. Yes. Here's the good news. It did not get split down the middle like a hot dog. Um, it was entirely internal. It was only three centimeters, mm -hmm. the tear, not the penis. Uh, it was corrected with surgery, and he was able to resume his normal activity uh, with no problem in six months. Six months, though. I'm just... Six months, uh, still, I'm struggling to picture how that could possibly happen. Well, in the um, in the journal article where they describe the injury, um, they, they say that it was uh, forcibly uh, interposed between his abdomen and the perineum of his partner. So you can kind of picture, you know, I don't know if we, how super graphic we want to get about it, but... I yeah, can, yeah. Let's not let's not go too far down this road. Yeah, but. we don't want to be gross, but you can sort of picture how it happened. Yeah. Um, basically, yeah. he he smacked it lengthwise, and it just it just caused that internal tear, and that three centimeters took six months to heal. So, be careful out there, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. There are there are limits. There are some uh, records you don't want to break. <laughs> no, it and some right. body parts you don't want to break. As you know, every week our investigative team uncovers a detailed and harrowing story on food crime. This week, Greg Person has the story. Greg? All right. I, I was a little nervous about this one, and then I remembered that nobody listens to this show, so we're going to be okay. But if anyone was listening, Yay. <laughs> right? The freedom, the glorious freedom. Ooh, anonymity. When we have 5 million list listeners and we have to apologize every time we make a joke because it offends Cajun people or some shit. Um, but for yeah. now, we're free. Um, because I want to talk to you about another evil, peculiar Southern institution, Sweet Tea. Now, I'm not just coming for Sweet Tea. I am not a fan of sugary drinks. They're bad for you. Mm -hmm. They're bad for cuisine. Soda is a greater menace to public health than smoking, and they sell it in public schools. So... Great. Yeah, I completely agree with I'm you. I'm not taking the side of Big Soda. I'm not in the pocket of Big Soda. But sweet tea bothers me especially because tea is great. You know, a mm -hmm. properly brewed iced tea with just maybe a little sugar and some lemon. Mm, magnificent, especially in the summertime. I have... Or, or some stevia. You, man, you don't need... Like just a little, a little tiny hint of sweetness is all you need for a, a good glass of iced yeah, tea. Yeah, you're just trying to balance the natural bitterness of the tea. You're not making Kool-Aid, mm -hmm. which is another thing you shouldn't drink. And the problem with sweet tea is that it's just brown sugar syrup. It doesn't taste of tea right. at all. And that sucks because right. tea tastes delicious. And I'm, you know, like I say, mm -hmm. like I love a strong chai with milk and sugar. I love a strong mint tea with sugar. I Well, you know, a mm -hmm. spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, and sometimes the medicine is tea. But we're not talking about a spoonful of sugar. We're talking about 
literally as much sugar as you can physically dissolve into water. Mm -hmm. And that ain't the way. Don't do it. No, it's not. Yeah. Or if you are going to drink disgusting brown sugar water, at least get some with bubbles. That's the one thing I miss about my soda drinking days. And I sort of get some uh, of that that sort of kick in the back of my throat from like the LaCroix and things that I drink now. But uh, I do miss that 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 burn from the, the diet sodas. You do not get the same level of burn from seltzer water. That's true. And I feel like it's right. It's not as heavily carbonated as the sodas. I like myself and I don't want to hurt myself anymore with the things that I consume. Amen, man. Let's move on to the podcast shopping network this week. The fat magnet. First off, I'd like to apologize to you, Greg person as this thing definitely crosses over into food crime territory, but it's just so ridiculous, I decided to pull the trigger and feature it here. Alright, so you want to lose some weight. Sure, you could work out and eat more vegetables and fruits, but who wants to put all that effort in? Wouldn't it just be easier just to eliminate the fat altogether? But there's a problem with that. Fat is in the foods that you eat already, and there's no way to separate it out, right? Wrong, motherfucker. It's not hard at all. Not with the fat magnet. The fat magnet is a miracle of modern science that effortlessly allows you to remove fat from any food that is mostly liquid. Soups, stews, gravies, you name it. Listen to how easy it can be. So first, you cook your food. We're all familiar with this step. It has sub-steps, but, you know, whatever. Then, you simply... Toss the food in the freezer until it's frozen, because that causes the fat to separate and float to the top. Next, you remove the frozen meal, employ the magical fat magnet, running it along the top, and it collects all the fat, so you don't have to worry about it. Finally, it's as easy as reheating the dinner. It couldn't be more simple! We all know frozen food tastes exactly the same as freshly cooked, and that food without fat is just super yummy. Easy, right? It's so much better than just eating better stuff. The Fat Magnet retailed for $14.99. So, what was wrong with using a spoon? Right. Or a piece of bread, another which you don't have to you don't have to freeze your food to get the fat off the top. The fat is already less dense than the other shit. In it'll already float to the top. If you have, you know, if uh-huh. you have great big fat globules on the top of your stew, okay, here's an old chef trick. You take a piece of bread and you can literally just mop up the fat just by kind of mopping the top of your stew. Right? Super handy. And then if you are a gross pig like me and you just want to eat that that fat soaked bread (laughs) go for it but but you don't need to do all that with the fat magnet it solves a problem greg well you know it's funny because i couldn't picture how this thing worked uh so i went on youtube and i found a bunch of uh local news stations actually uh-huh. Doing the same kind of segments that we do because they also need filler, so they try to find shit to climb. Yeah, on. from what I gather, from what I gather, the fat magnet doesn't actually. No, work. it super doesn't. Like, yeah, it's got an aluminum uh, surface on the bottom, and and the fat absolutely does not stick. To no, it. it's it's that's exactly it. It's like polished <laughs> aluminum that nothing can <laughs> right. stick to. It's it's like the the bottom of a fucking one of those sled discs and uh right no nothing sticks to it and it, it looks kind of like a little pool floaty it's 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 a really comical instrument it's 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 super dumb um i saw a, a bunch of local news affiliates try it did not work in any way um so uh-huh. yeah use a spoon use a piece of bread or just you know you don't have to if you're going to take the fat out, why'd you put it in to begin with? Right. Right. All right. It's time for state up. The next state in our <laughs> alphabetical list of states is Maryland. 
So Maryland is famous for being the home of John Waters, Babe Ruth, and perhaps most importantly, Omar Little. If you don't have crabs when you got to Maryland, you'll have them when you leave. Maryland's founders, while researching what to put on their state flag, ultimately just stole it from the wall while on a team building outing at medieval times. <laughs> you can still see the chicken grease if you look closely. Maryland is shaped that way just to annoy me. <laughs> have you seen the shape of this bitch? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's obnoxious. I can hate it. Well, uh, while some speculate that Maryland was named after Queen Mary, the truth is the state was named Maryland, of course, because it is land. <laughs> That's pretty good. Maryland's motto, strong deeds, gentle words, narrowly beat the runner-up. It's a me, Maryland! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That is that is the most delicious joke that has been told on Person in Person, in my opinion. I am happy you feel that way. I don't know that I agree. For me, car noises is still one of the funniest <laughs> okay. things that's ever happened to me. I love a good Mario joke, though. Our final segment tonight, as every week, is person to person and person, where we share your valuable feedback with our audience. We did receive an email this week, the following email. Hi, my name is John, and we are a team of iOS and Android app developers, sorry, apps developer, with eight plus years experience we have expertise in bookstore app, rental bookstore app, online bookstore, store, books and comics app, online with bookshop app, Android apps, and iPhone and iPad apps. Dot, dot, dot. If you are interested, period, then I can send some of our apps and samples and price list. Regards, John. It ends with a comma. John, comma, then nothing. I hope he's okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Folks, that's all the show we have for you tonight. Do you have a topic you'd like us to write a haiku about? Send it our way. We love your feedback, and there are so many ways to give it to us. Send us an email, show at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, at AnchorPersons. Check out our website, personandpersonshow.com, where you can now leave us a voicemail message via SpeakPipe. The link is at the top of our widgets bar on the right-hand side of the site. It's free to leave a message, and no phone is required, just a computer with a mic. Until next time, this is Gene Person saying you should always end a comedy set with a callback. And this is Greg Person saying, don't stop.